throwing a curveball at you this morning. It's not Molly Myers Levady. It's Miss Hannah Simpson. Hi. Good morning. Molly, uh, her condo association <laughs> is having a garage sale, yard sale, and uh, she had to be there to monitor the sale. So of course. It's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, afterward, I probably might go and check it out. <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> Molly, if you're listening, beware. Watch out. Who knows? Who knows what sort of fun people, I mean, if Molly lives in the condo association, there's got to be other fun people oh, there, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we are changing things up a little bit this morning. Our guest is joining us on the first half of the show because because she has a very busy morning ahead of her. Um, we are joined, I think right now, live on air with Miss Erica Carlson, magician, um, hedgehog owner, just storyteller, storyteller extraordinaire. Welcome, Erica. Thank you. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> Hi. So um, you are actually on your way to like a busy day already. What are you starting out with this morning? <laughs> yeah, I am... Uh... Driving to a Primrose Child Care Center in Hilliard for uh, some magic shows this morning. Magic. You are one of our favorite magicians. You have been around the Delaware Library for many a year. Um, tell us, you're coming up, I'll give the quick plug now. You're coming to the Delaware Main Library on Tuesday, June 13th at 5.30, and you'll be at the Liberty Branch Library in case they miss you on the 13th on Tuesday, June 27th at 5.30. So we've got two times to see Erica Carlson with the Rock and Pirate Magic Show this morning, um, or this, this yep. summer. So what do you do during your shows that makes it so much fun? What do you feel like brings really brings the magic? Oh, thank you. Well, the real magic is just keeping kids seated and entertained with something that's probably not a screen for. <laughs> that is quite magical. <laughs> um, so let's be real. That is that is magic. Just getting kids to buy into something for an extended amount of time and have fun with it and leave with memories of um, being empowered to be the magicians. And like, I need their help. You know, they are the audience. And I explain how an audience is a group of people who watches a show and how do they act, you know, so at a young age, just forming those, uh, those normalcy for sitting and watching something, which is tricky um, at a young age, but important to start practicing that skill. So I try to have grace with uh, the kids who are a little nomadic or uh, might not be able to sit as still as others. And so you just kind of roll with it, try your best and make the expectations known, but then take whatever comes kind of like an improv show. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think that's one of the things that you do so so well with your audience is you can kind of gauge, you know, oh, this is a daycare, this is a preschool, this is, you know, a, a, ch- a child age, a school age group. Um, but your pace, you keep up with it very quickly because, you know, some magicians can do a 30-minute one, you know, long reveal. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to lose them in two. <laughs> so we got to yes. keep it punchy. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, sometimes I'm like, okay, skip that trick because that's not going to land. Or, okay, we're going to move ahead. Oh, skip to the end. Okay, we're going to make him up here now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then it's the end. Kids keep you on your toes. (laughs) That's right. And just having a real hedgehog at the end, I think that is also the the kids. I tell them at the beginning we're we're trying to find a real hedgehog. And at the end there's always uh, somebody who's like, wait, it's real. That's a real hedgehog, which is really fun to say yeah it is you know I wasn't I wasn't fooling you he is your (laughs) assistant and he is really beloved yeah (laughs) he really is I mean it's it's the sweetest thing to to show kids um an animal that kind of demands a certain amount of calm too to uh to not get too nervous or curl up in a ball just like kids you know we need to be confident but gentle um when we're around children and make you know just set that trust 
um, atmosphere for kids to be able to be around the hedgehog without scaring them. So it's an empathy building uh, animal in, in many ways because they need to be calm even though they're excited. And I, I just say, like, I know you're so excited, but I really, we, you know, said you need to be calm. So take a deep breath and, we, you know, work through that regulation um, and self-control too. Yeah, and he he's such a trooper. So we are talking about Seji the Hedgy. Seji is a hedgehog, and he does accompany Erica on all of her um, magical visits. And um, yeah, so he he really is such a, a a great addition to the show. So great, in fact, that um, he now has his own book. That's right. Do you want to talk right. a little bit about main... that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. He's a main character along with Clover, my puppy. Uh, in a book called Seji the Hedgy Finds the Treasure. And spoiler alert, it's not called Seji and Clover Find the Treasure because Clover does fall asleep as Seji is actually digging up the treasure chest in the book. Oh, Clover. (laughs) I know, right? But she's a great friend. She hops right up. She wakes up and helps him lift that treasure chest out of the hole, and uh, and then they go to open it. But I'm not going to tell you what's in the treasure chest. Oh, no. read that. Yes. But it's based on my pirate magic show. So anybody who would come to this magic show on Tuesday, the next couple of Tuesday, the 13th or the 27th, at the um, Maine and Liberty branches, they would get to see the show that then inspires the book. And my goal there is to have kids see something in real life and then read about it, and they make these connections that make reading truly magical and Mm -hmm. come alive. And if we can hook them young, my goodness, reading is so cool and important and wonderful. And um, to be a lifelong reader is such a gift to give to children, I think. So in writing this book with my illustrator, Drew Dittmar, who's a local librarian at the uh, Columbus Metropolitan um, Hilliard Branch, which is my local library, it's just a cool, like, grassrootsy kind of community effort um, with Gatekeeper Press as the publisher. And um, I'm so excited that it's in the world. It's, it's been almost a year now that it's been published and out there, um, available on Amazon, or I sell copies after my shows, which is a really cool little souvenir um, if people want to. Um, purchase the copy to read, you know, as a bedtime story after the show. Yeah, and if they get the if they get a copy while you're there, um, they get a special little signature from I think Clover and Seji. Uh, That's right, the Nicole. Book. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You got it. So yeah, Seji and Clover have little stamps of hedgehog footprints and dog footprints, so they get to sign it too. That's so cool to see their little their little feet walking across those pages. Yeah, well, yeah, and it was Drew's idea to make it actually like across the page for Seji, which is cute. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. So <laughs> again, we are going. This is Erica Carlson. Um, magician, author, illustrator, author, wonderful, extraordinaire. Um, and she is joining us at the Delaware Main Library on Tuesday, June 13th at 530 and at the Liberty Branch Library on Tuesday, June 27th at 530. Um, I'm excited for you to be at our Liberty Branch. This is your inaugural visit to our I brand know. new branch. Congratulations. Thank you. I can't wait to see it. I adore visiting new libraries. It's just like the energy and the zing and the, oh, it's just wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And I think for the for the groups of people who maybe have, have known that you've been around for a while, and have seen some of your shows, I think you're going to get a whole new audience at the Liberty Branch who are just going to be fascinated um, with with everything that you have to show them and all the wonderful things that you have to teach as far as, you know, like you were mentioning, empathy, but also um, awe and amazement. And how That's to right. be an and audience. And finding your yes. treasure, and your treasure doesn't have to be gold. It can be lots and lots of other things. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Well, we know that you are on a tight schedule because as any performer, especially with children um, in the summertime, it is your busiest of busy seasons. And so we are so grateful for you for joining us on the air this morning. We're sorry we couldn't have you in studio, but um, we'll have to set a date for another time in the future and get you in here with your wonderful assistant. Thank you. That's so good. Seji the Hedgy is quiet and resting before his uh, he disappears to reappear again, but he says thank you, too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, we will let Erica go. Thank you so much for joining us. And You're on welcome. the Yes, absolutely. And um, on the second half of the show, since we're flip-flopping the um, order a little bit today, Hannah and I will talk about some books we're reading. We'll talk about some of the other things that are coming up in Summer Reading Club. So you won't want to miss. We have some really good ones for you this morning. Um, thank you, Erica. And everyone, stay tuned. Well, hello. We're back. Gage gave me the preemptive that it was a different lead-in, and I still didn't pay attention. I'm sorry, Gage. <laughs> no, it's all, all good. <laughs> the weather is particulates in the air. Yes, yes, yes. The weather is not great. Um, do stay, you know, out of it if you're going to do strenuous exercise or garden work or anything like that. It's not great for you. We're all suffering just a little bit, um, but really, just keep your thoughts and. And uh, all your good mojo going for the people in Canada cause, mm-hmm. and the people in New York. Man, it's not great. Have you seen some of those photos? Yeah, it's descending into D.C. today. Uh. Literally, it's on Mars over there. What? Like, That's what it looks like. If you like. look at the sky, oh. it looks like Mars. <laughs> Smoke has gone all the way to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the space guy, too. So That's why I mentioned that. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> My reaction was disbelief, but I could have gotten to believe I mean, eventually. if you see a picture of the riverfront in New York City, literally the sky is just brown like it's in yeah. Mars. So. No, it's, it's yeah, there we go. <laughs> I missed the analogy. I mean, little did people know that they're actually on Mars, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I feel like we're on Mars, although I would never... Ever. Like, I mean, you, you've you read The Martian or mm. seen the movie The Martian. I'm like, no, who? I hate space. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's very this, harsh up there. If the planet there. is a sinking ship, Nicole's I'm sinking belting with herself to the trees. La, la, like, I'm yeah. going down. <laughs> Let me sing my swan song. Uh, it's the same. Yes. If there ever is an evacuation to space, I will not be going. If there is ever a zombie apocalypse, I will die with the zombies or become one. I mean, it's not. So why you would never go to space? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. Never, ever, ever. Fair enough. No. No, even uh, I was just at Disney. If you are watching, are we on Facebook today? Yep. If you're if you're watching on Facebook, I have my my Disney. Um, you know, I'm repping Stitch, and in my in my what is this thing called? I forget. What spirit the, jersey. A spirit jersey. I was like a starter jacket, but that's taken us back about thirty years. <laughs> uh, but I'm in my Disney um, spirit jersey, and um, where Stitch is, they have like a whole bunch of space stuff, and they have like Mission Space, and I will never go on that ride. Okay. Never, never. Would you go? <laughs> Uh, if Taylor Swift went, yeah, I would go wherever she goes. Okay, yeah, we'll follow. That's T- a very interesting reason. <laughs> we'll follow T Swift. I don't want to be on a planet that doesn't have Taylor Swift on it. That's a great point. A plane or a spacecraft? Uh, wh- whichever. Yeah. I, wherever she's going, I'm I'm there. Planes don't go to space. So. If, if she's <laughs> a planet, whatever planet she's oh, on. Oh, I thought you said plane. I was no, like, <laughs> no, I don't want to be on whatever planet. If she's not on this planet, <laughs> eh. yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to talk books. We already mentioned a little bit, you know, The Martian. That's always a fun one to talk about. And Andy Weir, right? Yep. And um, But we've got some other good ones that we've been reading lately. Hannah, what have you been reading? I just finished, and it was just published Tuesday. I had an advanced reader's copy oh, nice. um, of what I think is going to be the book of the summer. You know, every... Every year, there's one that everyone talks about. A couple years ago, it was Where the Crawdads Sing. Last summer, it was um, Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. It was Mm -hmm. really popular on, like, Book Talk and and all the social media platforms. Um, This one is called 
A Perfect Vintage by Chelsea Fagan. Um, if you, Chelsea Fagan, you may know, she uh, does The Financial Diet. It's a blog she used to write for a bunch of like those blogs that started up in like 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is her debut novel. It's about a woman named Leah Mortimer. And Leah is, um, like me, a Frank file. Uh-huh. Uh, she, her job is she owns her own private consulting, private consultancy business mm-hmm. where she goes to uh, businesses in France over the summer and she makes them into hotels. She takes these old properties because France is just littered with old uh, aristocracy and, and she makes them into luxury hotel and boutique properties. And this summer she's all ready to go. And she's packing and she gets a call from her best friend and cousin, Stephanie, who is leaving her abusive husband finally. And she's like, I need to get away for the summer. Stephanie is luckily a teacher, so she has summers off. Mm -hmm. Can me and my 20-year-old daughter come with you? And Leah's like, well, this is work, but okay, like, you're leaving a bad situation. Let's go. They get to this hotel, Chateau. And the family it, that who owns it is um, a father in his 50s and his three uh, children, Gabriel, who's uh, in his late 20s, early 30s, Teo, who is uh, 24, and Chloe, who is 16. And right when they get there, Stephanie is smitten with the dad. Maya, her daughter, is smitten with Teo. Mm-hmm. And Leah's like, type A, I got to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but as things go on during the summer... Teo and Leah start to develop a relationship and and Leah is 36 and so that is so the title of perfect vintage is a reference to to their May December romance and sort of how that goes it is sexy without being spicy uh the, it's very all the characters are great mm-hmm. it's it would be a great book club read because there are lots of things to talk about i would love for more people to read this so i could talk about it <laughs> um the she sets the scenes are so beautiful uh that everybody is really believable and um and and it, and it ties up interestingly and so mm-hmm. highly recommend it's a great poolside plane read just yeah, kind of one of those. Would you read it on a plane? Would you read it by the pool? Would you read it just sitting on the back patio? Yeah, all of those things. All of those. It's good things. for that, but it's not. It's not too fluffy. It's got a little bit more depth. More to it. depth. Yeah, more depth to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a good one. Yeah, that's good. It sounds like there's a lot of layers. You can kind of really dive into the different family dynamics and relationship dynamics, mm-hmm. and you know how many Easter eggs are there for France. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, but it's it's definitely more about the relationships, the things that if you know. France, if you know, I think there's more Easter eggs for the hotel business. Oh, okay. Than there are for France. Okay, so <laughs> Francophiles, you can read it and still enjoy it, but it's not necessarily going to be like steeped and dripping in the. No, like... she really does nail. It's set in the Loire Valley, which mm-hmm. is about two hours southwest of of Paris, and is and so she sets the scene really well. So if you're familiar with the area, you're like, yeah, she nailed it. Oh, cool. But it, but you don't have to be yeah. totally steeped in knowledge of France mm-hmm. to get this book or enjoy it <laughs> nice that sounds very nice say the title and the author again it is called a perfect vintage mm-hmm. by chelsea fagan nice well i am actually um still in the process of reading a book that was recommended to me by hannah you have already read it um we had it we have a very i've talked about our book club in the past 
Um, we have a very democratic book club that we are in, and we have polls, and the polls have voting, and <laughs> you vote for your number one, two, and three, and they're weighted, and so your number one vote is weighted higher than your two and three, and it's just, it's it's a very democratic book club. Well, you can tell that it's run by literal neuroscientists. Yes, right, <laughs> scientists. We have graphs at the end and charts and, oh, the end of the year slideshow, pre- PowerPoint presentation. And is- then you got Nicole and I, and I, I woke, I sat up in a panic at 1030 last night, I went, book club loose tonight, and I did not show. No. <laughs> I was my bad, I totally forgot. And I didn't, I didn't read the book, to be honest, so it was best that I was not there anyway, because I would have just been like, what's happening? Sorry, QBC. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but this was one that we that we suggested that Hannah suggested that was in one of our polls and I was like wow that sounded really amazing it did not win the poll but I said I'm gonna read it anyway it is called Confessions and it is by um, I'm gonna say Kane Minato um, and this is a story it is translated but the translation do- is very well you don't really feel like it's it's like it's a harsh translation that there was a lot that was lost um, but basically the the premise here is that there is a teacher of um, like eighth or ninth graders, very like old middle school, young high school. And she it's the very last day of school and she is giving her final lecture. And as she gives that final lecture, um, she unveils some secrets that have been happening um, over the course of the year. And she basically is telling them why she won't be returning the following year. Um, and also, in the process, accuses two of her students of murdering her child. So it's it's very crazy um, that when I first read the description, I thought, you know, a because prof- that was one of the things that says, like, a professor gives their final lecture. And so I'm thinking that this is, like, dark academia, that this is something in college. No, these are children. Yeah, well, that's a fair assumption because I do love a dark academia novel. So if <laughs> you're taking the you. recomm- yeah. recommendation from me, no, it and the setting of the age group really does kind of make it wilder. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So... Um, I won't I won't say, you know, who she accuses or necessarily why she accuses them. But you come to learn that um, the teacher had a four year old daughter and that the daughter has died. And um, in a very suspicious circumstance, the daughter was kind of visiting the school and then she's found um, floating face down, unfortunately, in the school uh, pool. And, um, you know, it's deemed an accident, but the teacher definitely knows otherwise and has her assumptions otherwise. And so she starts to play out not not only in this final lecture does she drop the mic as far as accusing two of the students in her classroom, um, but then she also begins this revenge plot. And so that's chapter one. There are only five chapters or five parts in this book. Um, then we go to chapter two, and we hear from a student who was in that classroom, and that student is writing a letter to that teacher saying, like, it's only been six months since you've been gone, and here's everything that's gone down since you left. I thought you might want to know. And then we shift to another perspective of the brother um, who's away at college and is like, um, okay, so my younger brother was accused of murder and my mom has now got some stuff going on and what is happening? And so each uh, part of this book kind of gives you a different perspective or continuation of the same story. It is fascinating. I It is a wild trip and I am here for it. Yeah, I remember setting it down because it was recommended to me by another friend who's like, I need to talk about this yeah. book. <laughs> and I remember sitting it down and going, what the heck did I just read? Right. Like, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, it comes with a lot of, um, you know, it comes with a lot of trigger warnings um, in 
every way possible. But it is, but it is, it is a fun ride so far. So I am definitely going to finish it. It is very easy to really consume one chapter, about forty pages at a time, um, and and plop your way through this book, um, just perspective by perspective. So this is Confessions by Kane K A N A E Minato M I N A T O, and I think you will really enjoy it. You'll get your hands on it nice and easily, um, either through audiobook or an actual physical copy. So those are our book recommendations. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the events that are coming up at the library this week. Um, starting today, if you want to get out in, the, out in the woods, maybe the air quality is a little bit better there because, you know, you got the trees breathing maybe, and yeah. all those wonderful things. Um, we have a partnership with Delaware State Park. And from 2.30 to 3.30, school-age kids, you know, elementary age, are invited to come hike crick as i like to say and make some s'mores um and that's at the delaware state park yeah. if you're gonna head there make sure the little ones are wearing closed-toed shoes yeah uh, because the creek is so low they may not be able to get in if they don't have closed-toed shoes just sharp rocks that sort of thing right yeah you definitely want to dress for a mess uh, maybe bring a change of clothes in your car maybe bring a towel <laughs> or something like that smart bug spray sunscreen all that good stuff um, but it's going to be a good time at the delaware state park this afternoon um, we also have next week, we're changing out some of our story walks at all of the branches. So if you stop by, um, definitely if you stop by the Powell branch, the Orange branch, the Ostrander branch, we've got some new story walks happening there. Those are always a whole lot of fun. Um, like I said, we've got Erica Carlson's Rockin' Pirate Magic Show with Sedgy the Hedgy. I love that hedgehog so much. Love him. Gage loves that hedgehog too. Yeah, I remember. I remember when he came in uh, you, a while ago. That was, I think, the greatest magic reveal because I think you had no idea what. Oh, was I had coming. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> idea. And then all of a sudden, because you know, it's hard to do like the the magic of magic on the radio, especially. Right. And Erica does a really great job of that. And then she did the reveal, and Gage is like, "What?" <laughs> I had no idea. Just like, a sweet little baby. She opened. She opened the was it a treasure chest mm -hmm. or something, and you yeah. just see like. A pot of gold or something in there. And yeah. then all of a sudden there was a hedgehog. Like, what? Where did that thing come from? And they have these long little noses. And his like little nose just kind of like poked up. It was like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> He's a precious angel. They're so sweet. They're not, their spines are not sharp. So mm -hmm. I think that's a uh, like a misperception of hedgehogs and especially porcupines too. It's like their spines are not necessarily. Por porcupines have sharp quills. But if you like, if you, if you pet them with the quills, they're not yeah. going to necessarily yeah. get you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, well, this is a conversation a for another day, Nicole. <laughs> I haven't spent a lot of time with porcupines lately. <laughs> um, definitely check out our website, DelawareLibrary.org slash event. You can see all of the things that are coming up. Final plug for Lisa C. She is coming next Wednesday. The event is sold out, but if you're on the wait list, watch your email because there might be some openings coming um, to you. So I hope you had a great day today and I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Gage, thank you as always for your help on the board. Sure. Uh, Hannah, thank you for being my co-host today. I love being here. We'll go crash Molly's condo uh, garage sale afterward. Here we come, Molly. Watch out. <laughs> and um, thank you to our guest earlier, Erica Carlson, uh, the great. And um, thank you for listening. Until next week, we will see you in the stacks.